0: and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at the OncoPT.com framework. Again, that's the OncoPT.com framework. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the OncoPT podcast. I wanted to come on today to talk about something that is coming up very, very quickly if you weren't aware of it. So it is April and almost the end of April now, which is kind of wild. But what is really rapidly approaching is the deadline for the oncology specialist certification exam. And I know that not everybody wants to be necessarily thinking about that right now. But for those of you who want to be taking this exam, this is something to really be thinking about. So again, that deadline is July 1st. And what you need to know about that deadline is it's not just the deadline for the application necessarily. So what we're talking about today is what you need to know about this upcoming deadline and what you need to be getting together in preparation for the oncology specialist certification exam deadline. Welcome to the Onco PT podcast where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. So, July 1st of 2021 is the deadline to start to basically sit for the exam. And so when I mean sit for the exam, there's kind of a process that you have to do in order to get everything together so that you can actually apply for the exam. So let's kind of talk through it here. So you have to actually apply for the exam. You can't just show up on the day of and say, yeah, I think about taking it. This is something that they ABPTS wants people to be thinking a little more about because this is a certification exam that really defines a person, distinguishes a person as an expert in their field. So you need to have some thought behind this and if this is something you want to pursue, which if it is, yes, good, do it. I encourage people to do it because one of the biggest things that my study buddy Amber and I learned from all of this is we became better practitioners. We were already pretty good, but having to sit down and actually prepare for an exam like this really made us dive into the research and question what we were doing and if it was actually really, really good and how we could make it better. And if nothing else, at the end of a you know crazy year beyond just COVID, it's really nice to feel like, man, I feel really good about what I'm doing, and I know that what I'm doing is really serving my patients. So if this is something you want to do, let's get to it. So when you decide, OK, I'm going to do the exam. First thing you need to know, deadline we're working with here, July 1st, 2021. And what you have to do to get everything in for that July 1st deadline is a couple different things. And so I'm lining them up here so that you can kind of have everything in one place and not have to go and find it yourself. Because if you go to the home page of ABPTS right now, their deadlines are still from last year. But if you navigate to the oncology specific page, this is where they have the new deadlines for the upcoming exam cycle. So don't miss that. That's something that actually was underneath my radar. ABPTS, at least for oncology, is now open. Application deadline, July 1st. You're gonna hear me say that a lot. So when you are applying to sit for the exam, few different things that you have to put in. Of course, you have to put in your information, who you are. And what we also have to do is we have to submit evidence that we have indeed experience in this specialty field. And in this case, we're talking about oncology. And there's two options for this. You can either A, submit evidence of 2,000 hours of direct patient care as a licensed U.S. physical therapist in a specialty area, or option B you can submit evidence of completion of an oncology residency. Now, most people are going to fall into option A, the 2000 hours, frankly, because there's just not a lot of residencies right now and there's not a lot of oncology residents um, who have completed that process yet. Now, we'll get more over time, but most people are going to fill, going to fit into that option A. Now, my study buddy actually completed a residency, so she got to bypass this option A. So again, one or the other. And when you submit evidence of your hours of direct patient care, what this looks like is you have to submit evidence of 2,000 hours of you practicing in direct patient care in oncology physical therapy in the last 10 years. Now, there's very specific definitions of how they define that for me because i was a clinical physical therapist all my work was you know direct patient care everything that i did counted towards that but i know people who may have a little more administrative time there's some questions on that And I think ABPTS really lines up exactly what counts in those hours of direct patient care really nicely. So if you have questions on those, make sure you head over to abpts.org and look underneath the oncology section of the specialist certification exams. This is not an ad for them. I just want this to be really easy for you because I felt like I really struggled last year trying to throw everything together also at the last minute, which was one of my other big problems. So within those 2000 hours of direct patient care, within the last 10 years, you need to have 500 of those hours, direct patient care, oncology physical therapy within the last three years. So if you're someone who's been practicing for a really long time, but hasn't practiced a whole lot in oncology physical therapy, this is something that you are going to have to consider that I may not have enough hours in that aspect. So 2000 hours total within the last 10 years, 500 hours of those 2000 need to be within the last three years in oncology, physical therapy. Now, once you've put this in there, you don't have to go back and count every single hour that you have been with a patient over the last 10 years. Um, I made that mistake of thinking that's what I had to do. And that's indeed, that was indeed not the process last year. Now the process may have changed this year, but I very much, what I did is when it came down to it, I looked at the number of hours that I was working per week, verified it. You know, there were, there was a week that I was out for my honeymoon. So I subtracted those hours, which was pretty easy, but you know, 40 hours times, however many weeks. And then that's how I got the hours. And what, happen, what has to happen next is someone has to approve those hours. Someone has to basically vouch that you did the hours that you're saying that you did. For me, it was very easy. I had my manager just approve that. And how that process works is you input your hours into the application. So you're actually in the application. You have to do this and you can save it. You don't have to do everything at once, but you put your hours in. And then you put the contact info of someone who can vouch for those hours and then that application once you get that set up is going to automatically send an email over to that person you've designated for them to then open the email approve the hours and then once they approve it it gets automatically populated back into your application so it's a good idea here Again, to start now, even though we've still got about eight weeks or so before that deadline, it's really important to start this process now as soon as possible so that you're not cramming at the last minute and then hoping that this other person is going to approve your hours. You don't want the email to get lost in the inbox, et cetera, et cetera. So, what you can do to really help out with that process is notify the person hey, you should be receiving this email. This is what it's for. Can you please approve it once you get it? So they have a heads up on what's going on and then check in with them. Make sure, hey, did you get the email? And then stay on it. Keep asking them until they get the email. Because again, if it gets lost in spam, if for whatever reason they didn't receive it, we need to make sure that we can get that taken care of. And then once they have it, check in with them until you've confirmed that they have actually approved it. And that will, once they approve it, it does show up in your application. So I can even go to my application from last year and still see like all the stuff that I had to put in. And as soon as my manager approved it, it was in my application, which was really, really nice. So again, didn't have to go and find it, scan things. It was very, very automatic, which I really, really appreciated. So as this is going on, you don't have to necessarily do one part and then wait for that and then the other. So while you're waiting for your manager to approve those hours, this is a great opportunity. Again, start now on your case report. Now oncology is one of two specialty areas that I know of that requires you to complete a case report as part of the application to sit for the specialty exam. I think pelvic floor um, is the other specialty at this point the only other specialty that we could find that requires the case report. So that is something to be aware of that. Again, you can't just apply to sit for the exam. This is part of you demonstrating that you are indeed a very knowledgeable expert practitioner. And so the case report has several different components that you have to include as part of it. Let me see if I can actually pull that up now, if not, that's okay. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. Perfect. So I'm in my application from last year when I applied to sit for the exam. And the next section, so after you've done the PT experience, and again, if you have completed a residency, this process looks a little differently. You basically have to submit proof that you have actually completed said residency Um, One, my study buddy basically had a certificate that she got that said so. So she just scanned it in and then once it was approved, she was good to go. So once you've submitted your experience, whatever that ends up being, it's time for the oncology case report or the case study. And how it was structured last year is they had different sections, basically different little word boxes within the application for you to type in your stuff. What I would highly recommend is do not write your case report first in the application. I would create some kind of external document. And then once it's done, take that info, copy and paste it into the application. That works really well for my um, for everybody that I talked to who did this last year. So that would be my general recommendation for you. But you don't have to have. I don't think as of last year, you don't have to have your PT experience approved before you can start on the oncology case study. And I bring this up because I highly recommend start now. The sooner you can start, the better it's going to be for everybody. Because this is going to take some time. And I was on actually, we did a happy hour on Instagram, on the PT Instagram last night with my study buddy, Amber. And we talked about, you know, what we wish we had done last year regarding our case report. And one of the questions that one of the audience members asked is, is it feasible for me to start now and have a case report written by the July 1st deadline? And our answer was absolutely yes. You can absolutely do this. It's a lot to do, but you can totally do this. If you have a plan, to get you from no case report to case report, you so got this and it's very doable and I firmly believe that you can do it. And so if you're looking for a little more guidance on that, Amber and I, my, again, my study buddy who basically carried me through all of last year preparing for this exam, we're doing a workshop tonight. It's completely free. It's going to be on the OncoPT general Facebook page. So if you just go to Facebook, search the OncoPT. On that page, we are going to be doing a workshop that is going to take you through step one of writing a successful case report, which is how to pick your perfect patient to write your case report. It's pretty difficult to write a case report if you don't have a person upon which you are going to write that case report. So you kind of need that first step. So whether you have a couple people in mind, maybe you don't have anybody at all, this workshop is for you. And it is actually part of us basically drawing back the curtain on this new course that we have created that is how to go from no case report to your first completed draft in 21 days. So we're very, very excited. We're very, very excited to show part of what we've been working on with y'all. Very excited to share it because ultimately after we... Sat down After we submitted our case reports, and then again, after we took the exam, we kind of sat down to reflect on what we had been doing over the last year, which was a lot of kind of crazy studying. And we felt like we had had a lot of stress and frustration and ultimately time wasted where we could have spent time more wisely during the process. And we didn't want anybody to feel lost and alone like we did When it comes to preparing for this exam. So we put our heads together and this is what we've come up with to help you get started. And we're very, very excited to share it. And we can't wait to see you at tonight's workshop. So we will see you tonight, which is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021, on the PT Facebook page. Free workshop. It's happening at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Come take notes, learn. You're going to learn a lot from it. And we're really, really excited to share it with you. So we'll see you tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. For more episodes visit the oncopt.com.